Welcome, Red Sox fans. Here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Take Tuesday. We have some hot takes that were submitted to us across social media. You can find us on Twitter. That's where most of them come in, either at CushmanMLB. That's my personal Twitter handle. You can also send them to the podcast account on Twitter, which is at Bastards underscore Boston. We appreciate you guys joining us. Jason Kelly, Charlie Smith, back with me for this episode. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. We got seven of them. I doubt we'll get to all of them, but we'll do our best. First one submitted by Jackson Reynolds on Twitter. He says the Red Sox get Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs and trade Bobby Dahlbeck. He also says the Red Sox will trade Eduardo Rodriguez. So I guess Jason will lead off with you just sticking with the Rizzo part of it right now. How realistic do you think that would be? Uh, I'll put it at like a 40% chance. And even that feels like a little bit high. Um, I'm not sure that Rizzo is the kind of guy that they need to target right now. They need help at first base, uh, no doubt about it. But I don't know. You're really going to go get Anthony Rizzo at this point? Like that, that feels more like a sentimental sort of opinion on that because, you know, Rizzo is kind of the one that got away for Red Sox fans. So um, I grant, I don't think it would take much to get him. I think the Cubs are ready to move on from him. I think they're almost looking for any excuse to move on from him because they know the fan base is going to riot the day that they tell them that they're not going to re-sign him because everyone in Chicago wants him to wear the C and be a captain for some stupid reason. So I don't think it would take much to get him, but I'm not sure that's the kind of guy Kyan Bloom is going to go after. A, a 33-year-old first baseman who's been declining in the last couple of years? I don't think so. Um, so I don't see it happening as far as like trading Bobby Dahlbeck. I don't see that happening either. I think Kyan Bloom loves Bobby Dahlbeck, and I think that he believes in him and wants to give him a shot. So I don't see either of those happening. Yeah, I'm equally disappointed that Bobby Dahlbeck isn't going to get moved to anywhere outside of Boston. I actually think that if we see uh, a per, like an odds perspective of Anthony Rizzo, it's cute, the, the one that got away, because I was like, oh, my God, we gave him up for Adrian Gonzalez for like a year and a half, um, and it sucked. Um, I'm going to say less than 10%, because we know what High and Bloom is, and he's not the type of person who's going to blow up the team for and give up two or three prospects for a rental, because he's going to want big money, and the Red Sox are not going to be investing that money to Anthony Rizzo. If, you know, you know, if we're going to be pointing our money at one player, it's going to be Rafi Devers, not Rizzo at first base. We already have first and third options available. People are kind of pining on the fact that maybe Franchi Cordero comes up and plays first base, which still terrifies me. But still, it's another option where it's going to cost many millions less. So I would say no. Well... 
I'm on the Anthony Rizzo bandwagon myself, and I see it only as a rental. This is his walk year, so he will be a free agent, and the Red Sox don't really have a long-term fit for him. If Bobby Dahlbeck is in the trade, a lot of interesting dominoes start to fall after that because we I don't know how much we'll – we probably won't get into Devers very much, but if – if Dahlbeck's off the team, that tells me my optimism that they're definitely going to pursue Devers goes up because right now I'm not super convinced. I guess I'm I'm probably a little more I'm in the a little more likely than not category. We we sign him, but Bloom is just a complete wild card right now. But getting back to Rizzo, I think he's exactly what the team needs. I mean. I'm getting to his uh, home runs here. So, 2019, he hit... Uh, my phone's acting up. He's basically hit right around 30 or more home runs. 2017, 2018, 2019. And actually, he's hit 30 or more for most of his career. He's only on pace to hit 20 this year. But I think in a new atmosphere, putting on a new uniform on a team that's going to contend, I think he'll have one of those explosive second halves, much like you saw with J.D. Martinez with the Diamondbacks right before we signed him, much like when Jason Bay came to Boston all those years ago, had that explosive second half. And if he doesn't cost all that much as far as prospects, let's do it. Slot him in fifth, right behind Devers. And then... No, that would be sixth, rather. Then Hunter Renfro becomes your, your seven-hole hitter. This is an explosive offense with Anthony Rizzo in it. And the only real tragic thing is we'll go over the luxury tax, but, but yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We're going to go over the luxury tax for a rental and not win the World Series. We might Because you are it. not going to... You're you're not. I, I I just there are two, there are a couple teams out here, and I actually uh, I I did a re-listen of our call for what teams we thought were going to win the division, what teams we thought were, were going to win each wild card spot, and no one said the Giants. No one even thought that. Andrew, who is who called uh, Shohei Otani as the MVP, said no way the Giants get in there, and they're scaring everybody with what they've got. I'm not intimidated by the team. Could they get to the playoffs with this team? Sure. Are they going to go far? No. If you add Rizzo, are you going to get farther? Maybe a little bit. Is this a World Series winning team? No. And I don't think the cost and the risk to go over the luxury tax is going to be worth it just for a couple of I just I don't know about you Jason, but I can't I can't justify just just doing it for Rizzo. No, and, and again, it doesn't seem to fit Bloom's personality. I think if anything, if Kyan Bloom trades for anybody this deadline, it's going to be guys that still have term on their contracts. I don't think that he wants to trade for rentals because he loves his farm system. He's the opposite of Dave Dombrowski. He doesn't want to give up prospects, even lower-level prospects. 
for rentals. He hates that idea. So he's going to trade for guys who still have term. He's not going to trade for a guy who is in his walk year, who may not stay after this. So I just, I don't see a fit. The the other thing I like about it, I, I got to follow up uh, based on that. But another thing I like is you can put Verdugo in the leadoff spot again. You know, you can you can push the other guys forward a position. So maybe, you know, Verdugo leads off. I, I mean, it's a little weird having JD as your number two guy, but maybe maybe Bogarts goes to number two. I I don't know, but I just I like it. But let me ask you this: I don't think we need help in the bullpen. I mean, would another ever hurt? No, but we've got the deepest bullpen I've ever seen halfway into the year. Are we going to go after a starter? I find that unlikely with Chris sale coming back and possibly, like I said, Tanner, how he'll event, he'll do long relief out of the bullpen, but eventually later on in the season, they will have the option to put him in there. So I'm not sure that they're worried about starting pitching. So so who are they going to target if it's not a guy like Rizzo? If it's not a short-term rental, who are they going to target? Uh, so my money, the guy who I actually really, really like, and I think he's underrated, but I think he also plays for a rubbish team. Like this is a team that just straight, as Jason would say, blows uh, the Tigers. And I like Matt Boyd. I would love to see Matt Boyd come over. This had, this would not cost a lot. Um, but if we're going to try to take a chance, that would be additional depth. If there is an injury, Chris Sale comes back, starts to feel something in his shoulder. Guess who's getting shut down again? Yeah. And who who assumes the role of Garrett Richards? Because I don't want Garrett Richards there. You stick Matt Boyd in there, much better option in the rotation. I would be more than willing to, you know, flip a pick. They'll probably eat up a little bit of money too if we're lucky and still be okay. I would love to see Matt Boyd. You're not going to get someone like Casey Mize in here. It's not happening. Uh, but Matt Boyd, oh my God, yes. So I I actually think they could add pitching, and maybe you go to Colorado and you do a twofer. You go to Colorado, you say, hey, give us uh, Herman Marquez and CJ Crone, and we'll we'll create a package based around that. Colorado's got nothing going on. They're going to lose Trevor Story. That's that's where they're going to get the biggest return. They're probably going to have to trade him. Um, they're going nowhere. That organization is an absolute dumpster fire right now. So go there. Go there and try and get a two-for. Get C.J. Crone, get Herman Marquez. I don't think you'll have to give up any major prospects for it. You may have to give up someone, but that makes the most sense, at least for this team, if they're serious about contending and really adding to it, which I still have questions about. Yeah, Terry, you got this nice glow about you right now when you got that face when you stared deep into the camera. Uh, I remember when I mentioned McMahon, I, how I really liked him. You gave a Dennis Eckersley, ugh, when I said his name, because and I said, like, how could you do that? It's not I mean, realistic. Not a, it's not realistic. Fair, fair. And, but getting something like Crone, I, I could honestly see that. I think Andrew also alluded to that um, several shows ago. He mentioned CJ Crone would be an option. I don't I don't know if it we're probably over a month on that one. Um, but getting a, like the 2004 Red Sox team when they made those moves and got those little quirky players, you got the Orlando Cabrera, Doug Mincavage getting players like that that may have been like wait who is this guy getting a cj crone in here getting uh i think you said Ir- irman marquez 
getting possibly like a Matt Boyd, like all these players that really haven't had the chance to shine because they're playing on rubbish teams. I could see that happening. And then this being like a super exciting, like, oh, don't, it's the idiots in 2000. I think it was 07 was the idiots or whatever. Like something like that would be really fun. Well, I'll say this. I wouldn't have a problem at all with with that package, really. Um, I'm a little skeptical about Marquez at times, but I'm skeptical about Perez and Richards. So he would potentially work out better than those two. So, And CJ Crone, he's kind of a journeyman, first base type guy, much like Mitch Moreland, really. Not a guy that blows anyone away but he's solid and can mash so that would certainly be an upgrade over the 2021 version of Bobby Dahlbeck so uh but that being said would I prefer Rizzo yes I would (laughs) might not get my way but um but yeah but that that is a good example of of something that Bloom might explore so uh the other part of that trade and I did a YouTube uh I don't know what you want to call it. A YouTube exclusive. You can find the Bastards of Boston on YouTube. We don't really have a game plan for that channel, so it's kind of a mishmash. But uh, I did talk about Eduardo Rodriguez, and I, too, am in the camp of he could possibly be traded. It's, It's harder to make that case when Perez goes out there and does what he does the other day, but... um. I feel like if they have no plans to extend him, they have to explore trading him. I think that if you're if you're thinking about trading Eduardo Rodriguez, it's got to be a lateral trade, meaning that you're not trading him away for a prospect package. You're not trading him away for minor leaguers. You're you're looking around, you're calling around to other teams, and you're saying, "Look, we've got." Eduardo Rodriguez here. We can't come to terms on a contract. We're probably not going to be able to sign him. So let's let's figure this out. He's still a major league caliber pitcher. He's you know he's had some up and downs this year, but look what he did in 2019. Like he's got the ability. So it's sort of like our headache for your headache kind of thing, but it's also not as bad as that because you're still trading a good pitcher. And I think the only way they do that is if they're getting a good pitcher in return. They're going to another team who has a starter on their roster who they know they can't re-sign. And they're saying, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll take Eduardo because we feel like we can sign him. And this guy's been a problem for us. He's not signing. He's, you know, causing a distraction, whatever the case may be. I just don't – like, that's the only scenario I see it happening in. Um, I also think that you're kind of – that that's not a move that Cora would sign off on. And I know that Cora has no – you know, like it doesn't matter. It's Bloom's decision one way or the other. But Cora likes Eduardo Rodriguez. Like Rodriguez is one of his guys. And I just feel like Cora is going to advocate to stick with him, you know, and, and say, look, you know, we can we can make this work. There's no reason to trade him. So I, I think it's unrealistic. But if it were to happen, I'd like to see that lateral move of, OK, we're trading Eduardo Rodriguez, but we're getting this guy in who's going to slot right in and be our number three, number four starter. Charlie. I, as far as, as far as rotation 
is concerned. My my number one concern going into the second half of the season is just injuries in general. And I'm going to say that because no one's gotten injured. Um, if everything continues to play out the way that it does, I'm going to be curious to see what happens with the rotation. I know that the Garrett Richards project is just about over. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just got a eh, message. Um, so I'm going to say this much, like as far as the rotation is concerned. Mm, See, I'm, I'm pre- yeah, here's where I'm at. Like next year, you've got Chris Sale. Nathan Avoldi, Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck in the rotation. Garrett Whitlock will be in the rotation. I think a lot of people forget that. Then you're going to have in reserve, you you could potentially have a guy like Josh uh, Winkowski, Connor Siebold, Perez on a cheap option there. So I just don't see the need to unload a three- to five-year deal on a guy like Rodriguez. So... I mean, is Bloom only two things? If he does not get traded, only two things can happen at that point. They just let him walk for nothing, and we get nothing back. They could give him the qualifying offer, which he might actually take. You're seeing a trend for that. Stroman, Odorizzi a couple years ago. I think Kevin Gosman might have taken it with the Giants, so... I'd be a little hesitant to give him that because if a guy like J.D. Martinez opts out, well, now you just replace that money with Rodriguez for one year. So so he either walks or you give him the qualifying offer and possibly get burnt if you don't trade him. That's why I think it's a little more likely than some people might think. Are you guys both dead dead set on having Whitlock in the rotation next year? Because I'm not. Really? I, I also, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not married to the idea of him in the rotation only because you have him in the rotation. Who assumes his role in the bullpen? Well, you'd probably have to sign someone or maybe a guy like Bizardo or that Ott kid, I forget his first name, comes up. I mean, we, we've got some pieces on the farm, but... Yeah, find, finding a swing guy who can pitch multiple innings to take Whitlock spot is actually much easier than it seems. Um, there, there are pitchers like that all across the league, like former starters or whatever, who will take that role. Um, I'm not sold on Whitlock in the rotation because I don't think the Red Sox are sold on that. I hope I they are. So either. I, I hope they are. I want that kid in the rotation. I just think that they're being like almost – they're, they're treating him with kid gloves at this point, and I could very well see them saying, "Hey, you know what? He didn't quite make the progress that we had hoped for. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep him in the bullpen at least for another half of the season next year." I just, we'll I, 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 I don't want to see the Daniel Bard situation all over again, where you blow up this kid from the you know the bullpen, make him a starter, he flames out, and then tries to go back to the bullpen and can't do it, and then we don't see him again for five years. I, I don't know if I want to mess with it with him just because he's 
already proven in that two to three inning role and he's good at it and we're not going to have to burn him out especially if we end up sticking with this guy for longer than just a year or two years or three years like this could be a potential good solution for the near future i don't know if i want to burn him into the i I don't know the rotation is something that i'm i feel like i'm kind of on my own my own little island as far as where i see the team going with it I, i i just uh, with Whitlock in it. We'll see. I mean, that sounds like the plan going forward, and you're starting to see him used with more and more frequency out of the bullpen, so I, I don't think they're particularly worried about his elbow at this point, but um, yeah, wow, we just spent 20 minutes on one question. Uh, all right, so uh, one of our good buddies on Twitter, longtime listener, Scott George says, and this is in Jason's wheelhouse right here. Scott George says, unless Duran can pitch or play first base, none of which is realistic, by the way, Scott does not want to see him in the big leagues this season. And I'll also note that that reply came under Kike Hernandez making a catch that only had a 10% catch probability. He dove for it, made the catch today. So it was a highlight reel. And if you bring up a guy like Duran, that forces Kike probably back into the infield and you're potentially compromising some defense. So Jason, go ahead. Yeah, Scott, you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, I, I completely 100% agree. Um, I've been on this for a while. I don't want Duran up with the big league club, not this year. Um, you, you, we keep hearing about how his defense could be a liability. Um, we've also heard that, you know, there's a lot of scouts and evaluators that aren't sold on his bat and are saying that the reason he's performing well is because apparently Worcester's turned into like a launching pad for some reason, like guys are hitting home runs left and right out of there, which they didn't expect. Um, so I no, like you don't need it. Kike's done such a good job out in center field. Now, look, is he the best hitter on the team? No, he's further down. Okay. He's hitting in the low two thirties, two forties, but that's kind of what he's always been. Um, He's still a clutch player. He plays tremendous defense and he's got some power. So no, I I don't need to run. Hernandez out in center field has been such a plus for this team, which by the way, I would like to ask again, where are my Jackie Bradley people? Where, where are my Jackie Bradley people? Alex Spear, where are you? Pete Abraham, where are you? I, all I heard was, oh, they're going to suffer because they don't have Jackie Bradley. Well, Kike's doing the job. So, no, keep Duran down in the minors. Don't start that clock yet. Let him stay in the minors. Let him refine what he needs to refine. The team's doing just great with Hernandez out in center. No need to change it up. Don't want to see Duran in 2021. I'm content seeing him in 2022. The strikeout thing is still a little bit of an issue for him. He's mashing a AAA, and that's fine. There's no need to bring him up now. Again, you already hit the nail on the head. I don't want to start the clock now on him for obvious reasons. There's no need to. We, we, we already have the depth in the outfield, for the lack of a better term. We have a bunch of other ball players, for lack of a better term, in Marwin Gonzalez and um, the other bum. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Danny Santana. Uh, we just, we don't, we don't need them. I mean, as it is, we have enough trash in the outfield as far as depth goes in Boston right now. There's no need to start his clock right now. I'll make a deal with you guys. 
If we trade for Rizzo, I'll leave Duran in the minors. <laughs> uh, yeah. That doesn't I, seem like a fair deal. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I mean, when he goes on a tear, people get tantalized, and then the beat writers hype it up. And um, so it's hard to tell how imminent his debut is, whether it's this year or next year. But that outfield defense, man, that's as good as we've ever seen. And we don't have Ben and and Mookie out there, and it's it's so damn good. So, another longtime Twitter follower, Cher Murphy, says Xander is adorable, and uh, he might be. I'm a straight dude, but he he might be. Uh, I mean, I I think I'm cuter, but that's just me. <laughs> Well, I'm going to look like an ass if I don't say he's good looking uh, or he's totally someone I just want to canoodle with. Uh, I, I, I don't really know how to answer that question. I'm sure coming uh, coming from from that you know person, it's you know a win win. But for me, I I don't know. I, I'm that might be a hard pass. Expos 1994 says Chavis is useless at the plate. Jason. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to call him useless. Um, he's treated as useless because he has minor league options. So uh, he has like one bad series. He gets sent down and then, oh, someone got injured. Okay, we'll give him another shot. Gets called back up. He gets bounced back and forth all season. Um, yeah, he's not great at the plate. Is he useless? I don't know about that. I think someone like Danny Santana is useless at the plate. I think Franchi Cordero is useless at the plate. Uh, I think for the most part, Marwin Gonzalez is useless at the plate. So yeah, he might be useless, but welcome to your 2021 Red Sox. They're in first place and they have more useless hitters than I can ever remember. I'm always going to drink the punch on Michael Chavis because I saw him hit his first major league home run and I'm there in the background. You can see my pretty face in the background of that home run. I don't know how you call Michael Chavis useless when you can't give him a proper chance. It's just not fair. When you have players in the lineup that go one for 54 and you still see them in the damn lineup the next day, I ask you, do you think he's useless? Danny Santana, who had home runs for a couple games and then, for lack of a better term, became useless. Is he useless? Marwin Gonzalez, another player. You know, I feel like I'm just reiterating what Jason said, just with a little more anger and umph behind it. Um, I'm... I. I'm questioning your misguided anger towards Michael Chavis, who really hasn't had a chance. He'll come up on the taxi squad for a day, and then two days later, sent back down. And then we're we're going to expect him to do great work after not being in the majors for 10, 11 days? Are you serious? Like, I just, I think it's misguided. Incredibly misguided. If he were to actually get a proper chance, and then he does it, then okay, sure. Bobby Dahlbeck, also getting a ridiculous amount of, of rope. How how are these guys not getting mentioned before Chavis? So I, I I think that 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 energy is misguided. I'm a Chavis fan, as the audience knows, but I just it's hard to criticize him. But I just don't feel like he's making the most of it. I I I've just resigned myself to the fact that he's got no future here. 
he's basically the 39th or 40th man on the 40 man roster at this point and I don't think he's long for this organization whether I like him or not and I think we'd be doing him a service by trading him really it's probably in his best interest to land with another organization that can maybe address his issues that doesn't have a ton of corner infield depth or, or even at second because he, he can play there as well. And and then maybe he'll, that change of scenery will help him. It's helped Andrew Benintendi and, and Chavis doesn't have his ceiling obviously, but, but the change has been good. I just don't, I don't think he's gonna have a future here in Boston because he, he'd be making that impact already. I feel like. Yeah, I, I think he would definitely benefit from a change of scenery. He needs to go like somewhere on a team that's rebuilding and they just say, you know what, we're going to play you every day. And, you, you know, whether you struggle or you take off, whatever, we're going to put you in the lineup every day. So because that's what he needs. He needs everyday playing time. He needs everyday at bats. And maybe he takes off or maybe he really is a bust. But he's not you're not going to know unless he plays every day. So. I agree. I think a change of scenery is probably what's best for him. Well, all right. I think we'll just wrap on that note. I hope everybody enjoyed it. We will be back on Wednesday night to record the next episode, probably be a trade deadline episode and as well as a Yankees series preview. That's a four game set starting on Thursday night. I don't have the schedule in front of me so i don't know if it's at fenway or in new york but that's who's up next and uh, that starts the beginning of a very tough schedule where it goes yankees toronto yankees toronto tampa so we'll see where we stand at the end of that and unfortunately chris sale will be coming in at the end of that if all goes well so take care everyone